Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Gratitude Podcast, where we connect you with tangible tools and professionals on how to champion your mental health, live a joyful life, and be happy now. Uh, excited today to talk about a concept that I've really been diving into, and it is the concept that our default state is happiness and well-being. So you're, you may be asking yourself, well, what do you mean by default state? So think about it this way. Uh, you've probably heard the term childlike joy, right? When you see the joy of a child, it's just so pure and, and happiness. You can see in the eyes, you can see it in their smile. And we all strive to get back to that when in actuality it is inside of us, that ability. So when I say default state, so think about this. If we have a router and you are, you know, you call AT&T and you're like, hey, I need to reset or I need, my router's not working. The first thing they're going to say is, did you reset do a hard reset or did you reset the router back to its default state? And what actually happens a lot of times is that fixes it. It gets you back to your base, gets us back to the foundation. Because so I believe we were actually created to be happy, uh, to live a joyful life. But what happens is, is the our lives, the world, everything gets in the way of that. So uh, one of the concepts within that is, okay, great. So I understand that my default state is happiness. How do I get there? So just to expand on the topic too. So our default state is if we can get the less thoughts that we have in our head, the happier that we can be. So if I have, you know, studies have shown anywhere from 40 to 80,000 thoughts every day and 80% of those are negative, which we want to give our minds and uh, the grace that our minds were actually created to keep us safe, right? So we want to look at, hey, that's a danger over there. That was T-Rex or whatever it was when we initially um, were created in, in the lives that, that we lived years and years ago. But what happened is, is as, as society and our communities have continued to grow, we are still living, we, our brains are still designed for actually a different environment than we're currently in. Um, at least us specifically in the U.S., it's a much safer place where we're not having to constantly be thinking about our safety, but our brains are still wired to do that. So what happens is, is the first step to getting back to our default state, which is happiness, which is well-being. Um, so the first thing is to be aware of our thoughts. So if we aren't aware of our thoughts, which is the concept we've talked about, which is metacognition, which is thinking about our thoughts. So the first thing that, that I want to say is that you are not your thoughts. Think about this. If I am aware of a thought, if I can see it or if I can, you know, have that internal dialogue, then that means that I'm actually the one who is aware of that. So the awareness of me of that thought means that I'm actually not that thought. The thought is a conversation that's happening, um, that it is our, our thoughts are actually a function of the amazing creation of humans but what happens is, is we are not our thoughts. And I love the quote, you do not have to believe everything that you think. So as we look at our thoughts, we look at what we're, uh, what we're doing and how we're going about our lives. We don't have to agree with everything that we think. So when you have a thought, like I'll do something like, hey, cancel. Or I won't agree with that. Or I'll actually replace that thought with a happy thought. So that instead of uh, choosing to listen to the thoughts and listen to that really default mechanism of, of keeping myself safe, I'm instead going to choose what I'm going to think. So that's the, at its core is that we have the choice 
to be in our default state, to be happy now, to really have that default state of happiness and well-being. And the first step to be to getting there is actually being aware of our thoughts. Then when we're aware of our thoughts, you're like, like, shoot, like I'll be fully transparent. Earlier in this week, I did have, I had a he- really heavy day on Tuesday, and they were my thoughts were were overwhelming. And so what I did is is one, I took a second to be aware of my thoughts. So I said, hey, I'm gonna take a second. I'm not gonna keep executing. I'm not gonna do these things. Lay down on the couch and just really. Uh, took some time to be aware of the thoughts looked at almost like the being aware of the drama that's happening like if you watch tv you can see what's unfolding and so I took a step back and said I'm going to be aware of these thoughts and what this uh, picture that's happening in my head and then what I did is I said hey okay so now that I'm aware of these what can I do to get myself out of the current state that I am in which the current state that we are in is not actually a is is a result of not our circumstances but actually the way that we think about our circumstances so think about this if i have something adverse that happens to me um and uh like let's say what would be a good example um let's say that i my car uh, an example that i just heard is my brand new porsche got totaled and it, um, and now I'm going to have to pay a hundred thousand dollars for a Porsche, which I don't actually have one. So the way I think about that or what you would think is, okay, I'm actually really sad about that because my Porsche just, and I just lost a hundred thousand dollars. But let's think about this. If the circumstances change, if by some miracle, the Porsche was totaled, but my mom was in that and she survived now I have overwhelming joy of the same exact circumstance, but a different thought about the circumstance. And now I'm in a, a totally different state. So I'm in a place of joy rather than a place of stress or anger. So it's actually the way that we think about whatever those circumstances are. And so within that, our happiness is based off of the circumstances the way we think about those circumstances as well as our expectations. So if my expectations were that um, I wanted to have that car and I wanted it to be safe, then yeah, that's then my expectation is, okay, that thing got just uh, totaled. But now my expectation is I want my mom to be safe. I want her to be alive. And now that it meets that expectation, then now I'm happy. So it's actually about the happiness um, needs to be greater than um, our circumstances minus the expectations. So whatever our expectations are, which then gets us into the next concept or topic, which is expectations are the root of all suffering or attachment to whatever that is. If I think something needs to go exactly one way, then guess what? When anything changes within those specific circumstances, now that takes away and robs me of my joy of my happiness because I had an expectation rather than being expectant that things are going to work out well, I just don't know exactly how. So those are a couple of the concepts within our default state being well-being and actually understanding that our thoughts are such a vital uh, aspect of our current state of, of what we're in. And our goal is always to be in a place of happiness and joy, understanding that there are ups and downs in life. So let's go back to Tuesday. Okay, because I want to give you three tangible ways 
to change the current state that you're in to reset yourself and get back to a default state of happiness and joy. First one is, I just did it yesterday, uh, is breath work. Breath work is a way to tangibly use something that you're doing to be. I call it like an oil change for your, for your mind. And so what you're able to do is you get out of your conscious mind into your subconscious by utilizing breath work to get into a meditative state, which a meditative state, as a good friend of mine, Tyler, talks about is actually just being totally present in the moment. So that's the first way, tangible way that works for me every single time. It's like, uh, it's like when you go hiking or surfing or something like that. Whenever you think about going to do breath work, you're like, oh, well, I could just stay home on my couch or I could do this. I have never regretted it. So whether you are in San Diego, it can go to breathe the grease uh, or can uh, go to a different breath work there, or you are just able to sit on a yoga mat and do it at home with one of the online platforms out there. Either way, highly encourage that. Second is working out. So whatever it is, like the reason that fitness is such a massive, one of the many reasons that fitness is such a massive industry is because it's actually a way to get into a meditative state. So they talk about runner's high, they talk about swimmer's high or biker's high, but I think that actually the same thing can happen with weightlifting or to do that. So if you're totally present in the moment, if you're focused on exactly what you're doing at that time, what that does is that gives you a reset. It also, um, self-esteem and self-image is built in three ways. One, being in personal development. Two, doing something you're good at. And three is doing something that you say you're going to do. So guess what happened on Tuesday when I was having, you know, the, the ups and downs of roller coasters of life and I was on a down, I was, my thoughts were making every excuse not to go to the gym. I said, Hey, you know, I was really sore last time. It'll lower my level of volleyball. So maybe I won't go. So I end up doing what I say I was going to do. I end up committing to that. And in each, in each set, I have an opportunity to do what I said I'm going to do. I I'm told that I need to do eight, so I'm going to do eight reps. I'm going to do three sets. I'm not going to do nine. I'm not going to shortchange it. So what I'm doing is I'm building up my self-esteem, which is uh, the way that I look at myself, and then self-image the way that other people do, utilizing that. Then fitness is also a way to do what you say you're going to do, but also be in personal growth. So I'm making myself better. Um, so it's, per, it's, it's powerful there. And then it's also something that I'm good at. I've been weight training for a number of years. There's definitely people who are stronger than me out there. I'm not going to say that, but it's something that I know how to do and I can do well. It's not something I'm learning how to do. So I check all three of those boxes while getting out of my mind. That's a powerful thing to change the state that I am in. Uh, so really powerful there. Um, so the last I would say uh, would be meditation. So taking some time to be able to reset, to get out of your current mind, whether that be a guided meditation, whether that be a um, meditation that, that you do yourself, but just take some quiet time to be able to do that, to reset. Um, and then within that scope of meditation, some people may not be able to just sit there and meditate. That's how I learned how to do it, but I know that everybody's different. Meditation for you could be going to surf, could be going on a walk, could be going on a run. One of my best friends, Casey, he's a trail runner. His form of meditation is being out on the trail and doing that. So whatever your form of meditation is, I think that's really powerful to then reset and get yourself back to that default state. So I really want to encourage you that we have the ability and choice inside of us 
to be happy now, to know that our default state is well-being, and to understand that our circumstances do not determine the state, our current state, but our thoughts about our circumstances do. And so these are three tangible ways to lower the number of thoughts, to reset what you're doing, or to reset where you are so that you can be happy now. So appreciate your guys' time. Please uh, comment. Let me know if you have any questions, if there's anything that we can dive deeper into. Would love nothing more to continue to unpack this.